0: On this episode of Shtetl Hangout with Itai Darwe, a DJ in Tel Aviv, born and raised in a community in the desert of Israel called the Hebrew Israelites. Find out who the Hebrews are and check out lots of their amazing gospel music. You can download this or past episodes of Shtetl Middle East on iTunes or at www.shtetlmontreal.com. Yeah. welcome to Shtetl on the shortwave on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. I'm your host Tamara Kramer and while the show is being produced from Tel Aviv, we're calling it Shtetl Middle East. And so far we've interviewed politicians, Ethiopian musicians, Palestinian peaceniks, Kabbalistic rappers and many other culture makers, thinkers and artists from this part of the world. It's a complicated, troubled, beautiful and fascinating place to be. And I'm always happy to hear what you love, hate, agree or disagree with, Yes when you listen to the show. You can post your comments on Shtetl's Facebook page or even write to me, Tamara at ShtetlMontreal.com. A few months ago, I went out dancing at one of the best bars in Tel Aviv. It's a place called the Analulu in Jaffa and is one of the few spots where you can find Arabs and Jews and everyone else hanging out together. That night, I realized I was dancing to some funky gospel music in Hebrew. And when I asked the DJ what he was playing, he said it was music from his community here in Israel. Today we all get to hang out with Itai Darway, the DJ I met that night, and find out about him and about the music from his unique Hebrew Israelite community. The Hebrew Israelites are a controversial group who came to the desert of Israel and built an alternative village for themselves. And that's where this one DJ grew up.
1: My name is Itai. I'm 29 years old from Tel Aviv. I grew up in Dimona in the Hebrew community. I work as a DJ in Tel Aviv. Um, in general, the Hebrew community is a community which is mainly African American, and it's a community who came to Israel in the late seventies, and they're mainly in Dimona, uh, but you also have like small groups in Arad, Mitzpah, Ramon, and also in Tiberias, and also there are a lot of uh, a lot of people who live abroad as well, be it in the U.S., in the U.K., and Africa, they're all vegan have like a strictly vegan diet and they live a holistic lifestyle.
0: So they came here, you said, in the 70s to Israel? Hmm. Why did they come here to Israel?
1: Why did they come to Israel? Well, I'm not the person who could give like the entire historical rundown on the community. Um, but I could say in general that um, back in 1966, 67, in the United States, it was like Uh, the whole separation, and blacks and whites, and there was this one person named ben Carter, and he was a part of this um, Hebrew community, because there were a lot of Hebrew communities uh, in the United States at that time, Um, and he decided that it was time to come to Israel, and he talked to a few people, and a few families ended up migrating from the United States to West Africa, Liberia, which is where my parents are from, actually, and from there they moved to Israel.
0: Oh, your your parents are from Liberia? They're not from the States?
1: My parents are from Liberia and my grandparents are from the States. Yeah, but they were born and raised in Liberia, both my parents.
0: Why is the community called Hebrew, the Hebrew community?
1: Hebrew community because they believe that they're uh, the descendants of Abraham and Abraham being the first person to call himself a Hebrew. So from there.
0: Um, Are you Jewish?
1: They don't consider themselves Jewish, as in, I don't know, like the modern-day Jewish term. (laughs) So
0: is the community Christian?
1: No, (laughs) they're not Christian. They believe in the Tanakh, a lot of them may, were, may have been raised Christian, I'd say like my parents or the older generation. But no, they're not Christian or, or Jewish. <laughs> they're Hebrews. A lot of people would say it's sort of, um, um, they would say maybe a Jewish sect. As far as the community goes, they don't consider themselves 100% Jewish, as in like Zionism and the whole historical background of Judaism.
0: It's kind of like a civil rights liberation movement also from the United States that that from what I understand, they a lot of people ended up going to Liberia and not being able to stay there or and so they came here?
1: Actually their plan to go to Liberia was to spend two years away from the United States and he had a vision of the whole community being like living a whole holistic lifestyle and um, they even when they went to Liberia, they lived like in the in the bush of Liberia and like grew their own uh, food and had like their own community there so yeah it was just like to prepare themselves for a different lifestyle I guess
0: okay, so when your parents came here, what do you think they were hoping to find here in israel <laughs>
1: Ah, that's something I never asked her, actually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, my family is a different story, actually, because, as I said before, my mother and father were raised in Liberia.
0: And most of the people here in the community are from the United States.
2: Yeah.
1: My father was a part of the community, and he met my mother. Um and they moved to Israel. Actually, I never asked them, you know, I guess as part of the rest of the community just coming to Israel. Uh, So they decided, I don't know, it was their time or...
0: Are they happy here? Like, do they like it here?
1: Uh, They're not both here, actually, (laughs) yeah. My mother's here. My father, I've never met him. He went to Liberia in 86, like a little before I was born. And then ended up getting stuck in the in Liberia, and then afterwards there was a whole um, war in Liberia. So, yeah, I've never got a chance to meet him. I mean, we talk every now and then nowadays, but uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you grew up in Dimona. Just for listeners who don't who've never heard of Dimona, what and where is that?
1: <laughs> um, it's a small town on the south side of Israel. About. 30 kilometers from Be'er The community has like a small neighborhood inside of Dimona. Um, it's called the Village of Peace. Na, na, na.
0: it like living in that community growing up there
1: actually it was pretty fun growing up there Um, I don't think it's the same nowadays but like when I grew up there the community had like um, what do you call it like a A, a,
0: like a communal dining room yeah
1: where um, all the children would eat lunch there um, we would have, like, uh, community dinners there as well. In general, there's, like, a lot of communal activity, be it holidays or be it special events or... It,
0: soo- it sounds a bit like a kibbutz.
1: Yeah, sort of. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I, like, so what holidays did you celebrate?
1: Um, all of the biblical holidays. Uh, Shavuot, Sukkot, Passover, Rosh Hashanah, but it's... Um, Celebrated in springtime. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's celebrated like a bit before Passover. There's a uh, some scriptural reference that says, um, "How does it go?" And <laughs> Shachodesh and it's um, mentioned like during the springtime. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: So it, the, it's all festivals that are biblical festivals, yeah. not that were created after in mm-hmm. rabbinical times.
1: They also have a few that are not considered holy days, say like New World Passover, uh, which happens during May. It's like two-day festivities, and it's just to mention that the community made it to Israel and um, just to celebrate the whole communal lifestyle, and people from all over the world come, and uh, they set up a camp and just like two days of happening.
0: I feel like what I remember seeing at the very, very short, short time that I spent in the community there was like a real, I hope I don't say something obnoxious, but like, I guess an African hippie vibe.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe that was just the day itself that I was there.
1: Um, it is, but it isn't. I mean, because... You would say, like, hippie vibe sort of has a sort of a stigma to it. Okay. And let's say, as far as drug use, it's illegal there to start with. But yeah, it, does, it sort of has like a hippie vibe because they are seeking some type of alternative lifestyle. And um, let's say, even I wasn't born in a hospital, I was born, they have like a place called the House of Life. <laughs> yeah, well most of the women uh give birth oh, at amazing. this place, yeah.
0: So like a natural birthing center. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, instead of a uh, Beit Cholim, you know.
0: Run by midwives or
1: Yeah, midwives and um even doctors who may have gained their profession, be it in the States before they arrived to the community or some even studied, you know, here in Israel.
0: What do you remember liking or disliking about growing up in Dimona? When the, How should I call it? The Hebrew-Israelite community? Yeah. Okay. Because some people say the black Hebrew, and that's not politically correct, right?
1: It's not politically correct, and it's not correct in general. I mean, because it may be a predominant black community, but there are lots of other colors there as well. Okay. Yeah. Even my brother, you know, he's married to someone who was raised Jewish, um, but she's a part of the community.
0: Are there many Israeli Jews who join the community?
1: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't say in numbers, but yeah, there are.
0: So yeah, what did you like or dislike about growing up there? Because I get the impression that you're not so much part of the community anymore.
1: Actually, I could say I had a really good childhood, (laughs) you know. maybe even one of the best childhoods that he could ask for, you know, because there was always other adults to turn to or talk to or uh, who looked after me. And I think a um, turning point for the community happened sometime during um, adolescence when I started to discover, like, you know, my sexual identity and... Um, in general I knew that, you know, I couldn't continue in a community, you know. (laughs) That was just something I knew from a smaller age.
0: Why, what did discovering your sexual identity have to do with not uh, feeling like you wanted to be or could be part of the community?
1: Um, because I know that the community uh, condemns homosexuality. So I knew that, you know, (laughs) that the day will come, yeah. And eventually, it came. Yeah.
0: Do do people in the community know about?
1: Yeah, they know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And do they kind of accept you anyhow?
1: Ah, I spend most of my days here in Tel Aviv, and it's been like that for the past. What since? Uh oh, since 2009, sort of. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like a sort of they know and don't talk about it. I mean, maybe my family would talk about it. And now we're much better than we were (laughs) back in the days. But um, do
0: you relate to other people from religious communities here, like Jewish people or who come from religious communities that also struggle with that? It's It's a
1: common experience. um, Yeah, be it from a religious background and sometimes even like the most open background. Yeah. It also be a hard experience.
0: But Tel Aviv is a good, a good... That's a
1: good city to be in, <laughs> in general.
0: We'll be back on Shtetl Middle East on CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal with Itai Darawé. But first, take a listen to this gospel song by musicians from the Hebrew Israelite community here in Dimona. This one is called Kadima Leya. from the community study in the same schools as other people in Israel, how does that work?
1: Um, I'm just going to mention one more thing about the history of the community. When they arrived to Israel, you know, they weren't accepted <laughs> by the government, you know. They didn't understand who are these black people who claim to be Jewish, because most of them claim to be Jewish in order to get to Israel. or claim claimed their right of return. (laughs) So a lot of people were deported or here on an illegal status. Um, And it wasn't until like the early 90s when they started giving us permanent residency. Yeah, no, temporarily, residency. And then the late 2000s, um, permanent residency. What changed? I guess it's just like um, a continual struggle of the the community. I don't know, protests and just like showing that they really want to be here and they're not going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, so after time went on, um, this community got its own school. Let's say I started a school um, in like a private home school. The community had its own school, but it was like at home and... um, or in like the communal uh, facilities. And then they opened up uh, an official school under Misrad chinuch in 1994, I think.
0: What is that that you just mentioned?
1: Misrad chinuch the Ministry of Education. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: So you were basically homeschooled?
1: Yeah, until 93. And then in 93, I started in, what, second grade? And the school is called Beit Sefer Achva, meaning the Brotherhood School. So,
0: are you a a citizen of Israel? Actually,
1: yeah. I'm a citizen since, I don't know, sometime in 2015. (laughs) I mean, part of it is because I just dragged my feet in doing it. Um, in 2004, I finished high school, and in 2005, I was enrolled into the Army. And we were the first, the second group actually, to be enrolled into the Army. And um, once you do um, the Army here, you're entitled to citizenship automatically. So, yeah.
0: You wanted to go to the Army?
1: Actually, um, back then, yeah. Not that I knew what it was about or, you know, because we didn't grow up on um, uh, the stories, uh, the military stories that the regular Israelis grew up on. But I don't know. I just thought it would be an interesting experience. Um, Quite a mistake, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Really? How was it? Why was it a mistake? Um,
1: I think it was just like um, almost four years of my life that I could have did something else. You know, something else, something better.
3: is what you get because the spirit is what you hear and if you take it and do what you should then everything you try will always turn out good now's the time for the song
0: When Moses ascended Mount Sinai, he went to hear God's word. When the prophet descended, he came carrying tablets inscribed with God's will. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not kill,
2: thou shalt be fruitful, and multiply. Thou shalt 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 listen to settle on the short wave on 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 CKUT 90.3 FM.
0: It was a song called The Sons of God, also from the Hebrew Israelite community in Dimona. As Itai mentioned, the Hebrew Israelites followed their leader Benami Carter from the US. To Liberia and then to Israel, Benami Carter was from the south side of Chicago and was a charismatic man whose life was lived and ended with a lot of controversy. He was loved by many and denounced by others who felt he was a fraud. He ultimately led over 3,000 people to the village of peace in a small desert town of Israel. He had four wives and 20 children, many of whom still live in Dimona. I asked Itai about his relationship with Benami Carter. I wanted to ask you about Benami Carter. Mm-hmm. Did you know him personally?
1: Um, I got my name from Benami Carter. Actually, I didn't know him personally because he was like a, you know, he's a great man, and he was usually, you know, either busy or he had a. a affairs to attend so I didn't know him too much on a personal level um, I knew him as a leader as um, a speaker f- for the community
0: did you have a good impression of him
1: actually yeah I mean he was always like a positive person and you would see him running and exercising and even when he gives his speeches you know he was usually a positive person okay. yeah
0: the Hebrew Israelites are actually a controversial community. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the controversies? How did you experience them?
1: Mm. Uh, Most of the controversies that um, I was exposed to, I don't know, it happened when I was either younger, uh, be it like um, there was once um, an article about the chastisement, chastising, on how the community chastises their children And um <laughs> Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing I guess when you grow up And you're like a part of the community Then certain things you wouldn't know Like If they're good or if they're bad Um If you asked me Nowadays then I would say That um The community has a lot of things that I disagree with You know Um,
0: what do you mean when you say chastising chastising
1: Um, be it like punishing or maybe hitting children or things like that Um, but yeah there are a lot of things that I disagree with even myself nowadays
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you feel like really loyal to the community and you don't want to say anything negative about it
1: loyal no I don't know, maybe if you rephrase the question in a different way, maybe I could, I don't know, say more.
0: (laughs) Um, Like some of the controversies that I saw, that I read about, first of all, like you said, the community came here claiming to be Jewish and they came seeking the right of return. Mm hmm and then they were not accepted in Israel as Jews there was that controversy should they stay here should they be allowed to stay
1: uh, <laughs> um i think uh it was sort of like a tactical thing you know just to say that to to, to i don't know to get a ticket here in Israel like to find their way here in Israel because, like, nowadays, I don't think if you would ask anybody, they would say that they're Jewish from the community. But, I don't know, maybe it was, like, or sort of a lie or something not so, I don't know, good to do. But um, if you look at the results, then, you know, they're here nowadays and... Um, part of the lie or the struggle or whatever it was, um, it must have worked, you know.
0: (laughs) Do you think most Israelis know about the community?
1: Uh, I think like the older generation, yeah. The younger generation, it may take a second for them to remember, maybe they saw something or, but I think the older generation more, know.
0: I think that's it. I just wanted to ask you if you knew Ben Amie Carter because he seems like a very interesting person. Mm-hmm. I saw a whole bunch of interviews with him like on Ghana TV and <laughs> he's, he's very intelligent and well-spoken and, but I guess some people denounced him in the end. And
1: mm. yeah. Even his death was like um, sort, of, sort of controversial because, you know, he's a person who always spoke of everlasting life and, you know. um finding like an alternative lifestyle which will prolong life or yeah so his death was like sort of a shock at one on on one side and on the same you know on the other end it's like yeah we're all human at the end of the day you know
0: (laughs) did some people think that he was the messiah or something like that
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: (laughs) do they still think that
1: i don't know (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what they think nowadays, actually. I don't know. One of the main questions for me was, you know, after he went passed on, you know, what's the future of the community or, like, where are they headed? And I don't know. I think that's something I never asked anybody, but um, it was one of my, I wouldn't say concerns, but, like, things that I thought about where are they headed now?
0: how did you feel when you found out that he died
1: um well it happened a year ago and it wasn't shocking it wasn't hard um i think it wasn't like a week later when i had a chance to like finally sit down and think okay this is the person who gave me my name and uh how do i feel about it um But yeah, you know, everybody has their day where, you know, they have to pass on, so.
0: in Hebrew called Hagidli. We're back on Shtetl Middle East on CKUT 90.3 FM. I'm your humble radio reporter Tamara Kramer and this is the first episode of Shtetl for 2016. We've been hearing from Itai Darwe, one of the sweetest people around and really a fun DJ if you get the chance to check him out here in Tel Aviv. He plays at the Analulu Bar and at Avitas. We did this interview at a cafe and it was a bit of a challenge because I had my brand new baby with me and she cried and I had to feed her. And Itai was truly patient, and he even held her for me. So thank you to Itai for for making it easier for me to do this first interview with uh, the baby. Anyway, in this next clip, I asked Itai what the relationship was like between the Hebrew Israelites and the other communities in Israel, the Jews, the Palestinians, the Bedouins.
1: I could say that growing up, uh, it sort of felt like that was the only world.
0: Your community?
1: Yeah. I mean, because they're open, but they're closed in a way. I mean, like a lot of talk about the community and just like, you know, in comparison to like the rest of the world, sort of. (laughs) I mean, I can't say that they're they're not interested in what's going on in the world. They're friends with like the Bedouins, the local Bedouins who live um, in the area. And even like the public that lives in Dimona, you know, they have like a good relationship but as far as I don't know communal collaborations I don't see too much of it you know it's like the Jewish Orthodox or just like any other group uh, here in Israel
0: and what was it like for you when you left the community then how did you connect with all the other parts of this society
1: <laughs> uh, I think it started off in the military actually you know uh, that was the first time when I understood that there were like sectors and there were um, Ashkenazi and Sparadi and this and that and the other. <laughs> uh, and I think it started there and then, you know, moving to Tel Aviv and you get exposed to more and more. And I think it's a good thing, you know, just to, just to know that there's a big, big variety of people. In general,
0: what what was the most surprising thing for you about Israeli society that you discovered after leaving the community?
1: <laughs> what <Well, it> wasn't? <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I think everything. You know what I mean, just going to the army and then just like I don't know. It was surprising just to hear somebody swear. <laughs> As often as, you know, the young people swear. And then um, being raised as a vegan, you know, and then having to decide if I'm going to continue to be a vegan and or, you know, maybe try new things or uh, see how to manage to even be a vegan outside of the community because the community has, like, a sort of strict diet and like days that you do, that like, you eat certain things and um oh wow <laughs> let's say you have um every other day is like no salt days then you have sugarless week every three months and you have raw week every three months
0: what was week,
1: meaning everybody just eat raw foods yeah, uh, and they fast on the Sabbath, and... Every weekend? Every weekend, um, from food. Uh, they do drink liquids.
0: So, what, did you fast every, every Sabbath?
1: I used to, <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you, do you still follow any of the customs from the community?
1: I'm vegetarian nowadays. I mean, I eat dairy products every now and then but um yeah never tried meat before or fish
0: do you feel a spiritual connection to the community like what they believe in and what what they stand for
1: uh no not really no
0: (laughs) do you feel a connection to any other like community that you feel like you're you're a part of do you feel
1: the global community, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what are your plans for today? What are you up to today?
1: Today, it's just to rest and uh, go over the music for tonight. And I'm DJing at uh, the Uganda bar.
0: What kind of music do you play?
1: At the Uganda bar, I'm going to play, I don't know. It's just like a sort of a journey between, um, I don't know, gospel music to African music. um a lot of strange noises, <laughs> yeah.
0: The first time that I saw you was at uh, the Honolulu Bar and you were playing this Hebrew gospel music on, while we were dancing. What is, th- what is this Hebrew gospel music? <coughs> uh,
1: another thing that the community is notorious for is uh, their music, you know. Um, It's like you can't mention the Hebrew community without somebody saying, oh, so are you a singer or uh, you're a part of, they have, like, the gospel choir, which is, um, which has performed all over Israel and all over the world. And so the music that I play, a lot of it is uh, from the community uh, because there are a lot of musicians there, not just the choir, you know. And it's really cool because the music has, like, a gospel feel, but they're talking about a lot of things that maybe Jews would talk about, you know?
0: Like like what?
1: Um, The Promised Land, uh, Tzion. <laughs> uh, a lot of songs that relate to the Creator.
0: And everybody in the community speaks Hebrew?
1: Uh... I can't say everybody in the community speaks Hebrew because there are a lot of people who don't live in Israel. Um, a lot of them have Hebrew names. If you join a community, you get a Hebrew name. <laughs> but, yeah, if you live in Israel, most likely you'll speak Hebrew. Even, let's say, my, like my mother, she speaks Hebrew with a heavy accent. But uh, my, my sister, she's older than me, she's from my father's side, she spent the first five of her years speaking I can't remember the, di- the name of the dialect, I think it's either Gia or Tree, one or the other. Yeah, but she doesn't remember anything. Yeah.
0: She lives in Dimona now?
1: She lives in Dimona and she has three children.
0: So she stayed part of the community? Yeah. I wanted to ask you a couple more questions about the music. Who are the soul messengers of Dimona? Do you play them?
1: <laughs> wow. I wish I knew their names actually. (laughs) They're a group from the early times of the community. Uh, Actually, like, we used to have like these trivia, communal trivia quizzes, and that was like one of the questions. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
0: what are the actual names of the members of the Soul Messengers of Dimona?
1: eats to my imagine uh, I think there were a group of four and they did a lot of instrumental music from what I remember yeah uh, every now and then with lyrics but a lot of instrumental music
0: where can I go to like hear all the music that you mentioned
1: and Demona? Um maybe I would recommend to go there on the weekend because um, On uh, Friday nights, they have uh, what they call Shabbat Seder, where a lot of people in the community gather and um, they sing and they pray. And that's one way to get exposed to the music. Uh, Or just, like, find out when is the next concert or, you know... (laughs)
0: What is it like being black in Israel?
1: Hmm. <laughs> um. I don't know. I think it's an everyday conscience. Like it's always there. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe growing up in a community where main most of the people there are black, and then to go out into, you know. A world where like most of the people are not it's like you would feel different things like i don't know let's say i speak fluent hebrew and most people would always talk to me in english first (laughs) or um i don't know i think i'm i'm sort of confusing to other people um (laughs)
0: <laughs> like they're wondering oh they they assume maybe you're like either a tourist or they think maybe you're ethiopian or
1: everything yeah tourist ethiopian uh, foreign worker you know
0: <laughs> african refugee from eritrea yeah.
1: some of everything and then you know i think there are the things that are everywhere you know like um i don't um I don't encounter too much, like, hard racism. Every now and then I do, but um, I don't know. It's pretty rare that I bump into it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's just also just the people that I decide to surround myself with, you know. Um, A lot of times I can feel when somebody is... I don't know, a person I would rather hang around or not, you know, sometimes when I see somebody who's like have a lot of racial comments, even if they're like friendly or quote unquote funny, you know, I would just know that that's a person where, you know, I would rather stay away from, you know, that's all they have to say. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Do you imagine that you're going to like live here for the rest of your life?
1: Um actually Neve and I Neve is my partner. Uh, we've been together for three years and past year we've actually been talking about okay, what is it that we want to do and where do we want to go because no I don't, I don't see too much of a future here in Israel for me yeah why not For one because of the trait that I've decided to take on in life, you know, music. Um, A lot of times I feel like uh, there's a small group of people who understand (laughs) the music that I play, and um, most of the appreciation usually comes from foreigners. Yeah. (laughs) And plus, Israel, you know, it has its um, downsides. (laughs) sort of speak
0: like you mean um, the political situation or
1: (laughs) everything yeah the political situation financial the idea that we live in in sort of a military state you know Uh, I could go on (laughs) and not that you know anywhere else in the world it's guaranteed to be much better but I would at least like to try, you know.
0: Has your family ever seen you DJing?
1: Yes, they have. Um, It happened last August. Um, My mother and my sister were there at Honolulu.
0: And did they like it?
1: They loved it. Actually, they danced till like uh, 3 (laughs) a.m. It was really fun to see my mother dancing.
3: All right, all right. You know what time it is. It's time for us to get on up now. We're going to do our nation dance. That's right, we gotta start it off right So we want all the brothers on one side And we want all the sisters on the other side Cause it's time to express ourselves tonight But we're gonna do it right We're gonna do it with our nation dance So if you're ready, let me hear you say Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: The right, Here we go, we're going to bring the opera
0: That takes us to the end of this episode of Shtetl Middle East. Thanks for tuning in and making Shtetl your home for alternative Jewish arts and culture. Thanks to Itai Darwe, who you can check out every Saturday at the Avita Bar and at a whole bunch of other clubs in Tel Aviv. Thanks to Zoya for schlepping everywhere with me and to Bobby Sandy for all the babysitting. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, check out recent episodes at Shtetl's iTunes page or at shtetlmontreal.com.